Welcome. This is <laughs> episode 22 of this podcast. Mm. Proudly brought to you by Mountain Dew. <laughs> Without that, I wouldn't be awake enough to talk. So, unofficially brought to you by Mountain Dew. I have a person, you've heard him before. Well, you probably have. You probably should have. What's <laughs> well, Introduce yourself. Go right now. If you've been on, how many episodes have I done? How many episodes at are of this at show? At least three, I think. Three, three. three or four? I think we did two, just you and me, not including this one. And then there was one when the revolution played. And oh, yeah, yeah. You, you had like three people who saw it. Yeah. Karen. That. Yeah, I remember that. I know the new power generation is performing in New York tomorrow. Yep, uh, they've, been not, they've been all over Facebook Live, Instagram video live. The last yeah. day or two. I have to work. But I've got to cut that out because I'm not going to put the show up for weeks. Oh, then forget it. <laughs> it, was, it was a great show. I didn't see it. Mm. Well, at least it's most of the members. It's like approximately 75%, right? Oh, God. The latest photo I saw, yes, but there was a photo of some of those, like the Russian gig or something. I didn't know like two thirds of the people. I'm just but like, that- who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? It's like no clue. I know, but it's almost as funny as like the, the Peach and Black podcast tweeting out that approximately 75% of the <laughs> members are on Twitter. Yeah, I knew you'd like that. What's approximate about it? Well, maybe some of us aren't all there. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's 2000. Uh, anyway, your name is Seth Everett. That's who you are. It's 2019. Yes. And uh, yes, this is in the future because yeah, we recorded is. this. And when you're listening to this, Time has passed. Yeah, we're not li- we're, we're recording live. You're not that's hearing right. it live, that's but that's right. close enough. That's the beauty of podcasts. Yeah, you can record it and then you can put it there and people can listen whenever they want. It's great. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, the podcast world is, uh, is impressive. The shows that I produce are now ranked on iTunes. So we're very happy yeah. about that. Got some sponsors. That's actually nice. Ooh. Mountain Dew? No. Oh, you can't have everything. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, and a guy, a very funny guy, like this broadcaster in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, announced on Twitter that he was leaving Milwaukee to go work for a sports radio station in Minneapolis. Ooh. And I, I wrote congratulations to him. I said, I know a few people in Minneapolis, so I'm going to try to introduce him to uh, a bunch of people in Minneapolis because... I mean, guys got no friends, you know, introduce them to people. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We should all have someone to do that. Right? If you move every, to place, Every time you go to a new place and someone's just like, here's 12 people. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Yep. So tell us about your, uh, your, your, your winter or your summer rather. Uh, today. You've been, you've been, you've been traveling around just living. Yeah, you, living you always seem confused by this. Every time you ask me, where are you? What are you doing? When are you going home? I know. Don't this is, what, I, this is what I'm doing. This is what I, I don't. Well, I have a home. Someone else is living in it right now. And who's living in your home? I don't know. It's rented to some people. Who knows? 
Wait a second. Your house, the, the house that you own, you rented out? Of course. Who's living there? I don't know. Go and talk to the real estate. I don't know who's in there. Wow. People who pay me money. And have they paid their rent on time? They have. They've been and in there almost a year, So, and I haven't heard anything. So money goes in the bank. That's all I, I'm worried about. And so, and then you just go from place to place. You've been living like like a vagabond in a caravan. In a caravan. Yeah, went all over the all over Australia. It's great. It's a very cool so, experience, but I I don't understand. I I can't go like <laughs> two days without working. I I I can't imagine. Well, April is when I left my house. The start of April, two thousand eighteen. Yep. So I've been traveling since then, and just the last six weeks, I worked on an apple farm. Pulling apples off the tree. Oh. Just for some pocket money. That was fun. Okay. How'd you get that job? Do they know like you're a podcast celebrity? No one's mentioned it. I should just go up on the last day, which is and just say, Do you know next who week? I am? Do you know who yeah. I am? Exactly. No, they don't know. That's okay. <laughs> I'm anonymous. It's good. I heard your uh your last episode of your your, your show it was very good with uh, Oh with player. That was great. That was good. But it's yeah, so funny thought- if you follow you on Twitter. Everything you said, you tweet. <laughs> yeah, all these things in my brain, and then they go onto Twitter, and then Peach and Black weren't going to do a end of year thing because everyone's busy at that time. And so I just thought we literally arranged that like the day before, and we're like, when can we do it? And play is like, I can do it tomorrow. I was like, okay. So like an hour before the show, I'm just going through what happened this year. What happened this year? I put a thing on Twitter. It's like if I recorded an end of year wrap up show, what would we talk about? And like a few people said some things, and I'm like, oh yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot about that. It was great. <laughs> it was funny because I couldn't imagine you guys talking about something other than music. Yeah. Well, that's that's what this show is for, right? This show is not always music. No, it's it's whatever you want. You can do you do whatever you want with this show. Yeah, and occasionally people listen to it. That's something (laughs) do you get notified every time somebody listens no billy listened today hey billy oh quick get on twitter (laughs) acknowledge his existence that's right it's all about the listener now (laughs) the way i always end a podcast if i have a guest i say if there's anything that you heard that you don't like in the podcast please reach out to the this guy directly leave me out of it (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's been it's wild because to me getting guests is the hardest part of podcasting. And you don't have to do that because you either have the same three guys or you just put <laughs> your friends on. Yeah, it works. We found out on Christmas, because I'm, I'm Jewish, I don't celebrate Christmas. And I actually, my Christmas tradition is I always offer to work because whatever job I've Christmas had, money. Well, no, no, no. But whatever job I've had, you know, I always say I'll do anything. I'll run the board. I'll, I'll, I'll do, you know, whatever menial job uh, there is just so somebody doesn't have to miss spending Christmas with their family just so I can sit around, eat Chinese food and watch Batman, the animated <laughs> series. And yeah, for like 25 years, I've been saying that. And so I did. And then I found out I got, I got a call from the from the podcast police and uh, they said, you know, that uh, the sponsor is expecting an episode this week. I was like, but it's Christmas. How do I, what do I do? How do I put together? The show is called Sports with Friends. So I'm supposed to put my friends on. I called every mm. Jewish friend I had. <laughs> and the title, if you go to the you know they won't page, be doing anything else. Right. I, said, I said, I said, if you go to the title of the, if you go to the iTunes page or, you know, however you get your, your podcasts, you know, whatever, it'll literally say two Jews hanging out on Christmas. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Good, good. LeBron James, the day before, tweeted something about 
a lyric from a song that said, uh, we're getting that Jewish money. We kosher now. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he like immediately apologized because he didn't think that was offensive, but it was pretty offensive. Mm-hmm. Everything's offensive now. Well, that's know. that's the rules now. I, I'm not as sensitive. They there there was a good article today about uh, Seinfeld and how you couldn't make Seinfeld today because oh god, you could so many things that are god, anything more than like ten years ago you couldn't make today. Uh, speaking it's of, it's ridiculous. Did you, did you ever watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes, Super Dave. Super Dave. Bob, is it Einstein? Einstein. 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 I thought it was Einstein, but uh, he yeah. passed away. He had passed mm. away, and um, I mean, if you look at Twitter. And you found the clips of Bob Einstein as Marty Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yep. These are some of the funniest, dirtiest clips you can you can see. I wanted to retweet all of them, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, that's not my that's not my thing, you know. I try to you know keep it professional, and uh, oh my god, some of the funniest things that that show with Funkhauser is hysterical. Did you see the clip where uh, you know he's in his seventies and his parents died? Mm, no, so I don't think he, so. He's complaining that he's an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that he was like mid seventies. I mean, yeah. looking at his face, you could tell he'd had work done in the past, but I didn't think he was that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he still pretty good. Guy, hysterical guy. And then, um, yeah, there mm. were a couple of deaths. The wrestling guy, Mean Gene. I didn't know him because yeah. I didn't watch wrestling growing up. And then uh, Captain and Tennille, uh Captain died. Which I thought was weird because I was doing a show with a guy named Captain. Yeah, Captain Keyboard. He was a, uh, but he, I, I, I looked at my iTunes and I had two Captain and Tennille songs, which I didn't realize that I had. Captain and Tennille, the two songs that I have, I have "Love Will Keep Us Together." Ah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yep, and do that to me one more time. Of do course. that to me one more time. So that's the story. What else is going on in your world? You've been following well, American politics. How do you not? I mean, what else? But I know you don't want to talk about can, that. Can you, can you say shit show on your show? My God. I can say I can say anything. What a, what a mess. I've been listening to, it's probably not a surprise to anyone that I probably lean more to the Democrat side than Republican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to like MSNBC and CNN and Anderson Cooper and Ari yep. Melba and all these guys yep, who yep, just... Yep go through all the news every day for like an hour and they have people talking and I've been listening to that stuff, which this is, this is where I got confused. I listened to that while I've been picking apples on the farm. I've been listening to that stuff for like four or five hours a day. Oh yeah. (laughs) But I'm listening to like a bunch of different people on the, on the, on the the Podbean, Podbean app. Yeah. There you go. Listening to all these people and Rachel Maddow, all these ones and listen to them talk. And a lot of them are talking about very similar things or the same things that happen every day. But sometimes one of them will just say, they'll just like phrase something the correct way that my brain just goes, oh, wow, I just finally got what that meant. Like I could have heard three other people say it, but then someone just says it the right way for my brain. And it's like, and then I start thinking about things and it's really good. But then I thought, <laughs> but then I thought you've got Republicans who also sit there and watch like Fox News for six hours a day or much more. But they're only watching one channel. Well, at least I'm watching a range of channels. Yeah, maybe they all sort of are on the Democrat side. Some people would argue, but at least I'm watching a bunch of different shows and different things. But they, it seems like Republicans have only got Fox News, so that's what they watch because they think everything else is just rubbish. 
Well, I mean, it, it's it's offensive as a member of the media. I mean, the fact that there's nothing balanced. And, mm. you know, I'm watching the documentary on uh, the Clinton affair. Um, yeah. It's a six-part documentary about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And it talks about the creation of Fox News and how the late Roger Ailes had this idea of literally just creating a channel just for the Republican Party. Yep. And that's all it is. But in the 90s, you could argue that CNN was, you know, in the middle, that CBS was in the middle. And now the minute you turn on one of these shows, you know if the guy is pro-Trump or anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. And there's nothing on radio, television, podcast. There's nothing that is fair and balanced. And I've said all along, I side with Democrats, but I have no problem voting for a Republican if I'd like the guy. I had no problem with Ronald Reagan. I hadn't look the, the only president I ever met was George W. Bush. And I had a, a great experience and he was really cool. He took photos with us. And then the white house sent us signed photos of the picture that we took and well, that's cool. couldn't have been nicer and came off like smart. We, I, I think we spent like 25 minutes with him in this. It was a baseball game that I was covering and he was there and, and he knew one of the, my coworkers and he came in to do an interview and wound up just bullshitting with us for, it was a little less than a half an hour. But as a politician, like he did some of the dumbest things, you know, imaginable. But at the end of the day, I could literally look at Mission him accomplished. Say, well, well, that's the thing. Mission accomplished. <laughs> but you were the president at the time. Like if you think about like what he was handed. I can't say that anybody would have handled it better because you were handed a changed world in an instant. And, and that, that, that's a hard thing. And I'm not saying he did it right. I'm not, I'm not siding with him, but I found him to be likable. This guy, the, the, the current president, he's just an asshole. <laughs> and there's no other way. That, to- but see, that's the thing. Anyone who met almost any previous president, Republican, Democrat, the president, or the person meeting them either side, they still would respect I'm meeting the president of the United States, but that sort of doesn't exist now. Maybe for Republicans, it will exist, but even half the Republicans are like, this guy's an idiot. There's great respect for the office. And that has waned because I think young people don't have the reverence because all they do is see people who are older than them lose their minds trying to fight these things. And now, I mean, this border wall is, it's pure comedy. Like, (laughs) You shut down the government just for this Fakakta wall. And now, you know, it yeah. just seems to be no end in sight. And it's funny because every time I tweet something political, I lose followers. Always. Yeah. Always. So I stay away. Well, I've got a few listeners on the Republican side, and I might say some dumb things, but they're like, ah, yeah, I still like it. That's fine. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not in America. I'm not in that fight. I'm very far away, just looking at from the outside. And I don't know, I guess they just listen to my rubbish and just ignore it anyway. So that's fine. Yeah, I hear you. That's fine with me. But yeah, it seems like, yeah, the respect for the office is still there, but just not this guy who's there right now. And especially, like you said, young people, how could any young person look at the current president of the United States and think that person deserves my respect after all the things he said and done in the last two years? How could anyone? I just cannot understand that i um i had had a couple of random interactions uh with trump years ago like 10 plus years ago 
And it wasn't one-on-one or anything like that, but it was a circumstance where I knew the character that he yeah. had. And I, I just knew that. And when he ran, I didn't A dodgy New York con right. man real estate guy in New York. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, there were a couple of dealings where he had been involved and, you know, it just made your skin crawl. Yeah. And that, that's just how you felt. And, you know, when he ran, I just didn't think anybody took it seriously. I think it's a really funny, just to kind of segue here, Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, is mm-hmm. exploring a campaign. He's think got about the money. money. He's got the money, right. Okay. Oh, there is going to be an insane number of Democrats running for the next election. Well, I reckon like Howard 20 Schultz- plus, maybe even 30. It's just everyone's going to go for it. It's going to be insane. Well, I can't I, wait. It's, it's exciting. Both to your listeners and to you, uh, Google Howard Schultz and Seattle because that's where he's based. And yeah, Howard Schultz is considered a villain because he was the owner of the basketball team, the Seattle Supersonics. And he is one of three people that is single-handedly responsible for the departure of the Seattle Supersonics. They, that that franchise doesn't exist anymore, and it's because uh-huh. of it's because of Howard Schultz. And there was a great article in the Seattle Times that said Howard Schultz uh, is trying to run for president, and they said he couldn't even win <laughs> a popularity contest in Seattle. Like he is public enemy number one. There will be nobody who votes for him in Seattle. Yeah. Because of, just because well, that is in Washington State, right? Seattle, Washington State. Yeah, yeah. Which is I used to live there. Yeah, a Democrat is that a blue state mostly? Uh, yeah, yeah. But mm. I don't necessarily know because every election that comes up, you know, no one has ever mentioned Washington as being like, oh, this state could go either way. It's it's like oh, it's on the it's on the edge. Not it's always Ohio and other places. Never, no one ever yeah, mentions yeah. Washington. Yep, 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 yep. So yep. yeah, interesting. Yes. Because Elizabeth Warren says she's running. Bernie, I don't know about Bernie. I think he will. He hasn't said anything yet. He's about 100 years old, though. Well, he's the the same age as Trump. He's only a couple years different from Trump. He just looks old because he's got, like, the white hair and stuff. He looks older. I would love it. I would love it because then Larry David would be on uh, Saturday Night Live more. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) That would be good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you want to hear a crazy story? What? Crazy story. So um, I did a show. It's a little bit of name dropping. I did a show. Like like, like every time you get on here. Come on. That's okay. And I did <laughs> I did a show with Alec Baldwin's brother, Daniel. Daniel. Oh, Daniel's the forgotten one. Daniel Baldwin. So You always remember, you know, Alec, you know, Billy, you know, right. the other one. Right. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel lives up in Syracuse and I've been doing uh, Syracuse uh, football and basketball post-game shows and the Syracuse uh, football team made a bowl game. So they asked me to come up there and do a pregame, extended pregame. And it was with Daniel Baldwin and I had never done a show with him. And it was, it was kind of neat. And uh, he FaceTimed Alec while we were, (laughs) while we were in a commercial break, which I thought was kind of wild. But anyway, he told this crazy story about when he was much younger before any of them were famous. And in the seventies, hitchhiking was a big thing. Yeah. And he was at, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bother anybody with the geography, but he was he needed to get from where he went to school to Chicago, Illinois. And it's basically one road, this Route 80. And he was going to go to Route 80 and hitchhike and see how far he could get to get to Chicago. And he's walking and, you know, it's it's uh, 
It's not overly hot, so he's just walking as far as he can, and he doesn't have a lot of stuff, and he gets picked up by the hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker's got weed, and he's excited. Mm. The hitchhiker cracks open a beer, and he's, he's like, wow, this is like the ultimate hitchhiking experience. And all of a sudden, he realizes that the hitchhiker is going really fast. Mm. And I hope I'm doing this story justice. But he's really going really fast. And he says, don't you think we should slow down? He says, no, no, I go on this road all the time. No problem. No problem. And he says, uh, he says, okay. You know, they go by a police officer, you know, that has like a speed trap set up. And he's, yeah. going, like, you know, he's going super fast. And uh, next thing you know, there's a police officer. And while they're chasing him, they call in the license plate. And now another police officer joins and the guy just keeps driving. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin's in this passenger seat. Like, what in the hell? He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. We got this. We got this. And it <laughs> turns out now there's a, just like two or three cop cars chasing him. And when they get to the next like exit, you know, off the highway, there's a barricade and they've closed yeah. the road and there's five police cars waiting. So they get out of the car and now they've got guns drawn. They say, get out of the car. Put your hands on your head. Daniel Baldwin has no idea. He's like, for speeding? I, I don't understand this. Well, two white guys, you know, obviously the story ends with them both being alive. Yeah, right. Well, then you pop the trunk and you find a dead body. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Guy had killed his wife, put her in the trunk and was driving up. And decided to pick up a hitchhiker. That's probably the last thing you'd want to do. And killed the mother-in-law. <laughs> and they found the mother-in-law. And that's why they had put the APB out. And that's how they found him. Uh, and he just picked up a hitchhiker. And he's in the middle of this. He got taken to the police station. His parents had to come get him. So he this was before crazy. Alec Baldwin was... Uh, this before oh, any, any, any of them, them were anyone. Any yeah. of them were famous. But isn't that a great story? It is good. Yeah. I don't have a story like that. How sad. I didn't have a story like that. I'll just, he, I'll just he, have uh, to make one. Yeah, he he uh, he told that story over the weekend, and I was like, what? So I'm trying to uh, get him on my Sports with Friends podcast, and I'm going to try to get him to tell that story. Yeah, but that would if, be good. If he doesn't tell this story, you'll never hear him say no, because I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about something that you know. There's, okay. th there's three shows, right, that I know okay. you know about. Okay. They are The Flash, oh. Supergirl, yes. and Gotham. Okay. Interesting. I yeah. have acquired all the episodes so far of these three series. Great. The only one I've, I did watch about the first 10 episodes of The Flash, and then mm -hmm. I just got bored. Really? I got through about halfway through season one of Gotham and just ended well, that, up watching other things. Shows, you need hard drugs to get through Gotham. And I know Gotham is in its final fifth season now. Yes. They so just launched, my, they just launched it. I'm holding it yeah. to the summer. My rule with Gotham is I hold it to when there's no other good shows on. Mm. So my question is, these three shows, Yes. which one should I, is worth, you know, the most worth watching, in your opinion? Well, I think The Flash is peaks and valleys. The Flash started out, I thought, really well. They told a great story, and they really tugged at the heartstrings of both people who were comic book people and people who were not comic book people. I thought The Flash mm. did a really good job. I think the guy who plays him is really good. And not every episode is great, but it goes through peaks and valleys. And there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of time travel. No and show is great all the time. No, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is that show is a lot of time travel stuff. A lot of things that you would think about if you had a guy that could run real fast. Mm -hmm. And he can, he can bend time and he, can, he, you know, he goes back in time, forward in time. And then he makes some choices. Yeah. And it's pretty wild. 
Um, Supergirl, I would say I I have a I have a love hate relationship with because <laughs> I support it because I really want her to do well and I I like her a lot. Melissa Benoist, she was on Homeland and she um she's great. She's outstanding. Some of the choices that they make on that show I don't understand, but they're very comic booky. Like mm. there's there's a couple of choices that if you don't if you're not watching you won't follow. But I'll give you a couple of hints. Here's an example. In the Supergirl show, Superman is a character, yeah. but he's not on every episode because they make it say, sound like that if he was on, he would overshadow her. Yeah. And in the first season, she like texts him and it's very obnoxious because mm-hmm. Supergirl, the equivalent of Supergirl is not, she's not the girl Superman. She's the sidekick. If you think mm, about yeah. a good Superman, like she is the equivalent of Robin. And if you look throughout history, at animation, at comic books, every time Supergirl is in a good story, he's there. Mm. And to do a Supergirl show without him, I think it does her a disservice. So then there's a couple of things where they kind of play to the headlines, and it's really obnoxious. I'll give you two examples. So is is it better when he appears in the show? It's much better. In, in the second season, yeah. he, he appears. He comes in. And then in the third season, they they make an excuse for why he's not there. And to me, it's it's like dumbing down your audience. The crossover, the most recent crossover episode with Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl could have been one of the best superhero hours I've ever seen. Like, it's, it's, it's mm. so good. It can be so good. I'll give you two dumb things that they did. Um, <laughs> Maggie Sawyer is in the show. And Maggie Sawyer is a Superman character. And she's yeah. a lesbian. Not that there's anything Ooh. wrong with that. But she meets Supergirl's Earth sister. You know, you know the sister from the adopted family that that you know, not yeah. not, not a Kryptonian. And one of the storylines for Maggie Sawyer—that's her name in the comics—and that's her name in the show. One episode, her father appears. Her estranged father appears and doesn't approve. All of a sudden, okay. he's all of a sudden he's Mexican. <laughs> and what part of Sawyer is Mexican? <laughs> And then the president in the Supergirl universe is Linda Carter. They do a great job of calling back like old characters and stuff and old actors. And oh, that's Linda, cool. Linda Carter's the yeah. president. Supergirl's adopted father is uh, Dean Cain. And Supergirl. Oh, okay. That's good. Supergirl's adopted mother is Helen Slater, who was Supergirl in the movie. The original Supergirl yes. from the movie. Oh, yeah. So they do, they, they hit like a lot of notes, but the father, the Mexican father, She's fighting with the Mag- Maggie Sawyer's fighting with the Mexican father, and they can't understand why it's such a big deal. And all of a sudden, the father says, "You know, they're trying to build a wall against us." <laughs> and I said, I, "I said on the podcast that I do that since when does Linda Carter want to build a wall?" Yeah, I, sa- I said, "You're not in Earth. You're not in America. Like you're yeah. not." That was in the real world. The so then, uh, I don't know how superhero. Yeah, is it's little- not Law and Order SVU. Right. You d- yeah, you. rip from the headlines. Thank you. So that so that was my first complaint. That would have been that would have been some casting guys like looking around. Everyone's white. We've got to have we've got to have some <laughs> variety of people here. And they're like, let's just make this guy Mexican. That could be um, it. So hey, what, what's that called? You know, where you have to hire certain people. So who knows. 
so um no comment from you okay all right so i'll give I'll, so I'll give you the next i'll give you the next song so then a couple of a uh, couple of episodes later there's a character the martian manhunter mm. and that's a comic book character and he is the last man on mars and he can shapeshift and in the show he shapeshifts into david harwood who was in the homeland show and he's african-american i actually think he's british so but but he's a black guy there's nothing yeah. wrong with that one of the storylines in Supergirl, he has to go back to Mars because he finds out that there are Martians still alive on Mars. So he goes Ooh. to he goes to Mars. Now, on a television budget, you are not going to CGI all of these Martians <laughs> to make them all green. So I understand that because of budget, they all morphed into human faces. Why yeah. would all the green Martians morph into black guys? Yes. If you could morph into anything, why wouldn't one person be Asian? Why wouldn't one person be black? Why wouldn't one person be Australian? One person be uh, Korean? Why would there's one... there's many reasons they they could explain that. Well, none of them are but, no, yeah. none of them are plot driven. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, Supergirl. So that's Supergirl. Gotham is trying too hard. There's no other way to say it. The main guy, though, is really good. Like, I only got halfway oh, through oh, season oh, one, yeah. but the did, main guy, did, he was on the I Hall really of like him. Yeah, yeah, Ben McKenzie. He's on the Hall of Justice. He's great. Uh, he's very good. And um, some of the acting is fantastic. The guy from Shameless, uh, the guy who plays Ian in Shameless, he's in it in, like, season four, um, and he plays the Joker. And he, he's, uh. he's intense. But I always say you need to be on uh, crack to get through gotham like it is it is wackadoodle that's the only way to say it so out of those three two questions yeah which one should i watch because i don't have that much time but i can watch one that's one question the second one is actually probably answer this one first how similar or dissimilar are these stories to the original comic stories do they diverge totally from the comics and they just all go in their own way yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, the thing is, I haven't read the comic, so it doesn't make that much difference. I'm just wondering. Um, I would say I would recommend the Flash. Ooh, okay. That's uh, I, if I had to choose one, I would recommend the Flash. I'm sure I got at least like eight or ten episodes into that, and then I just ran out of time. But have you watched um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Never heard of this. Oh, Amazon Prime. Great. Show. Ah, great show. Uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel is set in 1950s New York, right out of Mad Men. And mm. it involves this woman whose husband leaves him, leaves her on the in the pilot episode. And in a, he is an aspiring stand-up comic. And in a fit of rage, she goes down to the comedy club and she gets drunk. And the next thing you know, she goes on the stage and she starts talking about her life. And they're cracking up. Mm. And this and this woman who works at the bar at the comedy club is played by Alex Borstein, who is Lois on Family Guy. Yep. And she says, you know, you have a real talent. I want to make you a stand-up comic. And he and she went for it. And the whole story of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is how they come about. Interesting. You mentioned like crossover episodes before, and you just reminded me of something which I just found out recently. There was a crossover episode between two shows, which unless you know this fact, you know, this is just it just blew my mind when I found out. Star Trek, The Next Generation, mm -hmm. did a crossover episode with another 80s sitcom. Do you know what it was? No. I'm guessing no. No. Do you remember a show called Webster? Oh, of course. Exactly. Isn't that the most bizarre 
show you ever would have guessed so did a crossover episode to Next Generation. Uh, it is that. insane. No, the one what I thought you were going to say is uh, in, the, in the 90s, there was, um, do you remember the show Friends? No, I've never heard of it. What's yeah, that about? You're funny. <laughs> and, then, and then there was a show called um, uh, Mad About You. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. Paul Reiser. Yeah, yeah. Paul Reiser, and Helen Hunt. In the 90s, they had Blackout Night. And the story goes that on Mad About You, something they do causes a major New York City blackout. And then on Friends, the power goes out. I had a blackout. Huh? I said, I said that, that's good. That's the comic book. That's what a comic book crossover is. Yeah, that's good. Stephen King does that with a lot of his books and like characters and like towns and places. All these, like, there's this whole universe, and pretty much all of his books are in this thing. And that's, that's really cool because that's something I wouldn't think of. You know, like if you're any author, what's his name? Clancy, someone Clancy, Robert Clancy. I don't know. Yeah, Tom Clancy. He just, Tom Clancy, he just writes books and they're about a thing. But as far, you know, I don't know anything about him, but I don't think every book has like connecting characters and towns and places unless they're like real towns that he uses. But like almost every book Stephen King's done, there's like, there's always some link to something else, which I think is really cool. That takes a massive imagination to think I'm going to link. You know, he's written what, 50 books and they're all connected. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because he did, um, there's a show out on Hulu called uh, Castle Rock that I have not seen yet. I haven't watched it yet, but I've got it. That is. And Castle Rock is one of those towns which shows up in a whole bunch of books. Yes. Maybe it's just in passing, like maybe in a book, someone just like drove through on the way to somewhere else, but it's it's there. Exactly. And um, yeah, and his, and and supposedly it ties into like 15 books. He also wrote a book Mm. about uh, time travel, which is another show, which is on Hulu, which is called 112263. Yep, yep. And it's about a guy who goes JFK. back in time. Yeah, he goes, guy goes back in time, um, but he goes back into 1960, and he has three years to stop Oswald. Oh, ah. James Franco. So that's another show. I have it. I just haven't watched uh, it yet. It's a great show. Yeah, and then there's, there's so a, many shows to then, watch. Here's the last one. Uh, the Man in the High Castle. That's Amazon Prime. Uh, the Man in the High Castle is a story about World War II, and the United States loses. Germany and Japan take over the United States. And the east of the Mississippi River is considered a German colony. And the west of the Rocky Mountains are considered the Japanese Pacific states. And and then the Rocky Mountains are considered the neutral zone. And the story goes... The Romulans are in there. The story (laughs) goes... Yeah. (laughs) The story goes um, that there's a film. They find a film. It's the 1950s, and they find a film. And in this film is video of the war the way we know it with America. Uh And it gives these people hope that this is not their only reality. And they find out that there's multiple war. Oh, my God. It's such a gripping show. And it's not long. There's three seasons, but it's 10 episodes each. What's it called? The Man in the High Castle. The Man in the High Castle is the guy who has the, the video. So that the, the quest is they're trying to find the man in the high cast. That's why it, that's that's how you know that it is. But oh my god, it's a great, great show. Great show. And that's the name of the show. The yeah. man in the high castle. The man. Oh, I'll have to castle. look for that. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm trying to think what else is really, really good. Um, Stranger Things. Have you seen that? Everyone's talked about that. And when great. everyone talks about something, I'm just like, eh. Uh, it's great. Um, Stranger Things. What's a good another good one? 
Uh, oh, you know what? Have you watched? Okay, <laughs> Roseanne Barr. No, There's never saw. Never saw. Change. Never saw the original. Didn't see the remake. Didn't care. She has always. Everybody knows, as far as I know, that she's got some mental problems. I'm sure. She she went on like Oprah or something uh, many many years ago and said she had multiple personalities and all these things wrong with her brain. Right. And I listened to for the first time. I listened to Joe Rogan podcast experience or whatever it's called and he had roseanne on like recently and i think if you listen to her talk in an interview for like less than 10 minutes you'd think she was okay but you'd listen to her talk for 90 minutes (laughs) and just hear her ramble and just keep going over the same things and bringing up the same things over and over and repeating it's obvious she's got mental problems and you know, there was the whole thing. They she they fired her from the show because they she did some tweets when she was on Ambien and she had some yeah, drinks yeah, yeah. and whatever happened. Yeah, and she didn't lost the show. That. She lost didn't everything. Watch, didn't watch Murphy Brown. Didn't watch any of those remakes. Will and Grace didn't but, watch that. I haven't watched that either. They haven't but remade Joe, a show. I don't know if, they haven't remade a show that I watched. You know what I mean? Like they didn't re- remake one of my shows. They were talking about making yeah. uh, Mad About You, and I was all for that. But, but I don't know Joe Rogan at all. I think he was like a used to be a fighter or something. Very successful. No, an actor. And he's a very successful podcaster. I've seen his face, yeah. But he, and again, I don't know his political view, but he seems to be more on the Republican side because a lot of things that Roseanne was saying, and she's very to that side as well. And it sounds like she watches Fox News all day from the things she comes out with. And he right. agreed with a lot of the things she said. But he, Joe Rogan had a really good point, and that was, Mental illness is a thing, you know, in 2018, 2019, you look after those people and you understand that they might do something that's not quite right. And you're supposed to have some sort of tolerance for that. But not in her case. It was like, no, that's it. You've lost everything. Sure. Yeah. You've got a, some mental problem, but well, who cares? Well, but- I thought that was, that was a really good point I-, I thought he made because so many other things now are so like sensitive and it's like, oh, you've got to look after these poor people they've got a brain problem but in her case it was like nah you're gone the end well there is a a a sense that you know the punishment has to fit the crime you know to me bad tweets are like especially when people who are comedians you know not everything they say is gonna hit you know what i mean like they they don't say everything right i think the guy uh james gunn who got fired from guardians of the galaxy i think that's ridiculous and i thought i thought i'm not saying that i condone his tweets i'm saying i don't think he needed to be fired yeah it doesn't match the he made crime, a joke yeah. he didn't he made a joke that didn't go well like he didn't rape a person he didn't harass a person like unless they know something that i don't know he didn't do that did you uh see it's on netflix did you see the dave Chappelle? there's a, a dave Chappelle uh, netflix special on the me too movement and there are two funny funny lines that you tell me if they're okay on, well, I could tell one. I'll tell you one. Can't tell the other one. It, it's too dirty on, on your show. <sighs> but the first one, uh, he says, Dave Chappelle says, you know, Kevin Spacey says, you got to give credit to those boys. He says, those boys held a secret for 33 years. But you just have to wonder if they had held the secret for six more months, I'd know how House of Cards was going to end. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a really funny one. There's another funny one that I can't tell you, but uh, Louis C.K. He makes fun. Uh, yeah, he's they just leaked one of his yeah, I heard. sets and I listened to a bit of it and it's funny. 
because I don't get offended by what comedians say because I understand it's go. it's a thing called comedy. Yep, yep. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with what they say. But just because you don't like them, they don't have to go away for forever. It's just a ridiculous concept. It's this whole outrage. I'm outraged on Twitter. Completely you know, agree. If it was face to face, that wouldn't be happening. Completely agree. Outrage culture. That's can we leave that in 2018? That'd be a really nice thing, but I know it's not gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> it's gonna get it's worse. It's just gonna get worse. 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 Exactly. Yep. It's just ridiculous. I'm just waiting till I, I say something and someone's just gonna lose their shit about it. Because it'll happen eventually. It has to. You guys reviewed a song and you said something that offended me. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should go away and never come back. What do you mean exactly still and stand all be. time? It's a ballad. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. It's insane. Yes. I like that you're doing I like that you're doing the podcast again. I did that last one with Player and funnily the last one before that was also with him, but there was 11 months <laughs> in between. That's funny. That's funny. Uh and I didn't even think it was that long. I thought it was a few months, you know. Time just goes. You get you get old. Time hey, flies. That's what happens when you when you're apple picking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because yeah, I'm back on the road like very soon, so that'll be fun. See, that's the funny thing that no one knows. That's the good thing about doing this podcast, Peach and Black podcast, is the last like six months of sh- more than six months of shows were recorded like with those three guys in their house, and like every time we recorded, I was in like a different town, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. As long as I had middle, Wi-Fi, in I the middle record. of the street, yep. <laughs> Half the time, I was sitting in my car outside like a library or somewhere with Wi-Fi. <laughs> At well, like 10 o'clock at night. It was great. The one thing I, I, I give you credit for all the time on that show is the editing is superb. That you guys. That's I spend 5 million t- hours doing it. T- but I'm saying it shows. And that for a show that is supposed to be just a casual conversation, you guys really, really pay attention to detail. And, you know, I say that about a lot. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but the good ones, the really high quality ones, they rise to the top. And it's not about Yay. what your subject is. It's not about, you know, I, I listen to podcasts about all, all different kinds of things. But like, for example, tomorrow I have a four hour car, car ride. I'd love a 60 minute peach and black. You know what I mean? Like it just, it puts you, and you know what it does? It gets you listening to music that you never would listen to. Go you, and listen you, to Magnificent. Yeah, Magnificent. <laughs> that's right. Oh Go and God, listen I to Purple like, and Gold. Yep, Purple and Gold. <laughs> There were some really good ones. It was really United good States ones. of Division. All these things. Those were random songs, and then and then I like when people tweet the uh, the anniversaries of things because if yeah. you think about it, it's always going to be that every year. Like July, yep. January third, every year is going to be the same things. But on the day that we're recording, C Note came out. That's yes, cool. I'll flip that on. You know what I mean? Like that's that's cool, and I, I like that stuff. I don't get as agitated about all the the print stuff. I just you, you don't know who's in control. And yeah. to just assume, you know, it was one great tweet where I think the Paisley Park account said, if there was one thing you could ask Prince or whatever, you know, what would it be? And it was like a blank. Oh, moment. God. And yeah. someone wrote back and said, where'd they hide the will? Yep. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff right there. That's very good. Let's stuff. see. Podcast. See, every hour of Peach and Blake podcast that you hear. That's at probably an hour and a half of recording and another three hours of editing That's on good. one hour of show. It's just, I spend way too much time on it. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it sounds good. 
It sounds good. I'm a, the I'm only an, thing is, I'm I spend that much snob. time working on it, but then sometimes the software we're used to record, because we're all in different places, sometimes there's lag and there's echo, and you do your best to get rid of that. But sometimes the quality, the audio quality of the show might not be great, but the content's great, and I still edit it the same. It's just yep. annoying when it doesn't sound that great, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to record another you know, three-hour show. But I what can you. you do? Right on. All right, brother. Yeah. Well, keep it's cracking the them out. Keep cracking them out. Uh, I think it might be a few months till the next one because I'll be out driving around. I think I sleep, should do a sleeping show. in a caravan. I want to do a show with Playa and call it Captain Says. Yeah, do it. Do it. And you could just whinge about all the things in this show. That'd be good. We could do that. Oh, that would be easy. You, sh- you should do a review show of this podcast. I should. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the start. That'd be great. <laughs> do like a DVD commentary. Oh, in, in episode seven, he said this in like, it's six minutes in and it's the dumbest thing I've ever said. He, he oh, it'd be great. I, I would listen to that show. You That'd know I would. Funny. That would be very funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, okay. Well, happy, happy New Year. Good talking to you. And uh, talk yeah. soon. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey. Bang. Here's some theme music. One, two, three, four.